0: You know, I truly have gone back and forth on these two games, like a windshield wiper, which is the main reason for why this episode isn't coming out until Friday, but I'm also trying to figure out why these playoff episodes are just not getting the views of the regular season. But given that that is the reality, screw it, I might as well give you the Super Bowl that I want to see. And luckily, the Super Bowl that I want to see is the one that I think we're going to get. Let's do this. What's happening everybody, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees, and welcome to the Championship Sunday edition of my weekly NFL Football Pick Show for the 2019-2020 NFL regular season and postseason, which we are now deep, deep into the waters of, AFC and NFC Championship games coming up on Sunday. A pair of excellent football games that we are going to be treated to on that day. Time to talk about how last week went before we preview the upcoming games. In the division round and in a repeat of wildcard weekend, really just treading water here so far on the picks. Maybe that's a reason why the videos aren't getting the views. Only 2-2 two two straight up for the second straight week. Only 4-4 four and four on the playoffs. Only a clip of 50%. Not exactly the greatest, but anything can happen in playoff football, and we've seen that already this season. I did finally get a leg up against the spread, went 3-1 against the spread in the four games last week, that has me 5-3 and three against the spread, 63% so far on the playoffs, but I unfortunately gave that step back on the totals, only getting one of the four totals correct last week. I'm 3 and 5 over under, that's only 38%, which means last week I was 6 and 6, which means I'm 12 and 12 overall on the playoffs. So, you know what? 1 out of 2 I guess ain't bad overall, but you'd certainly like to be quite a bit higher than that. I did maintain my positioning in the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool in 12th place out of 37, 1,413 out of 2,144 possible confidence points. It's a clip of 66%. I do believe I've run out of real estate to catch Justin V, but that's not to say that he's definitely going to win the thing either. In the division round, I did pick up 24 of the 40 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 60%, so you know what, you'd like to do better, but I guess you'll take 60% shout out to our division round winner Taniota the combination of Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota a perfect four and oh in the division round obviously 40 out of 40 on the confidence points a clip of 100% the only person to go four and at all in these playoffs in this pool so far in either of the two playoff weeks so shout out to Taniota for being perfect last week Justin V, as I alluded to, remains our overall leader. 1,500 points out of the 2,144 possible points to earn so far this season. That is a clip of 70%. And let's put that overall picture into context. With only 40 confidence points left to be earned this season in the three remaining games, only Xander G or the aforementioned Tanioda, only those two could potentially catch Justin V if they go over for the rest of the playoffs. Those are the only two people still in the pool that have a chance to catch Justin. But with 40 points left to be earned, I do still have a shot at finishing inside the top 10. I would certainly take that. That would be where, from the position I'm in right now, I would like to be. I got to leapfrog a couple of people that have a good chunk of a point advantage on me, but certainly not impossible. I'm shooting for a top 10 finish. So shout out once again to Taniota for going 4-0 in the division round and winning the week and to Justin V for remaining the overall leader and putting himself in an excellent position to win the overall pool. I would like to just take a second here, if I can, to talk about the retirement of Luke Keekley. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of news that's happened in the football world, but I just kind of want to zoom in on the Luke Keekley retirement. Luke Keekley, to me, since he's come into the league, has been one of the premier defensive players in the league i expressed at the time that i heard about his retirement i expressed a little bit of uncertainty about whether or not luke keekley had a hall of fame resume now he's got almost 1100 tackles 18 interceptions for a linebacker which is excellent he played in a super bowl obviously seven time pro bowler i believe in eight seasons also six or seven time All-Pro, he's got an excellent resume. I questioned whether or not it was a Hall of Fame resume, but I seemed to be the only one doing so. Now, I don't know if that's people being swept up in the emotion of the moment for a young player at 28 who suffered some concussions, dealt with injury history basically his entire career. I don't know if that was just the emotional response to it, or maybe I'm just on an island there. And look, if Luke Kuechly goes into the Hall of Fame, I have no problem with that whatsoever. He was one of the premier players during his time, and he's coming off of a season where he had his most tackles in, I think, three or four years. So, I mean, he's retiring at or near the top of his game, which is, I think, what most athletes should aspire to do is to still, you know, leave and say, well, you know what? I could have given more, but I'm making the right decision for me. That's what Luke Keekley did. I wish him nothing but the best in his retirement. I hope he stays somewhere in the game of football. This man could be on someone's defensive staff, a linebacker's coach, be able to maybe step in there and contribute to a franchise like the Carolina Panthers, who, now that they have a new coach, probably going to be needing some help on both sides of the football. I could see Luke Keekley doing that. So thank you very much, Luke Keekley for everything that you did for the game of football and everything that you'll hopefully continue to do. And if you go to Canton, Ohio, I'm all for it. With that said, I'll take the opportunity, as I always do, to remind you that if you go to the description of the video file on YouTube, or the audio file on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast of choice, like this one hopefully, you can get all of my results from last week, all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for Championship Sunday in the NFL. You can find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool if you'd like to, information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticator's Facebook page if you'd like to, and information on my great friends and sponsors at Nerd Tees. I'm in the process of prepping my next big order from nerdtease.ca using my promo code BWFINEST and with that code I'm going to save myself some money. 15% at checkout. I'm also going to get free shipping on my order because I live in Canada and I'll definitely be spending more than 75 bucks. If you're in the united states two clicks of a button everything on nerdtees.ca is in us dollars for you and it is an excellent conversion rate on the us dollar and today for championship sunday i'm enjoying a cup of my favorite watermelon oolong tea tremendous hot tremendous cold smells fantastic Overall, it is my favorite blend from Nerdtease. Nerdtease.ca, promo code BWFinest, get your free shipping, save your money, find yourself something to love, or find someone you love something to love. You can do it on nerdtease.ca. We enter the division round with a pair of excellent matchups, rematches from earlier in the regular season on both accounts, and now we get the first time in the playoffs where we can say Every team that's playing this week had to win last week in order to do it. With that said, let's go to the division round. We'll kick things off in the AFC as we've been doing all playoff long. The AFC championship game is the number two seed Kansas City Chiefs, who had to beat the Houston Texans, had to come back from 24 points down to beat the Houston Texans, laid 51 on Houston. That just goes to show how really, really, really mediocre that defense in Houston actually was. Going up against the Tennessee Titans, the giant killers of these playoffs so far, victories over New England and Baltimore last week in a victory that very few people, if anybody, actually saw coming. The Tennessee Titans, with their back-to-back playoff wins now 11-7 and seven on the season, they were the number two seed out of the AFC South, the number three rush offense in football this season, as well as a top 10 scoring offense. The Kansas City Chiefs moved to 13-4 with that comeback victory last week where they laid 51 on Houston. I'll say that again. The number six total offense in football, the number five passing offense in football, and the number five scoring offense in football were the Kansas City Chiefs. And like I mentioned last week, they were the number seven scoring defense too. Didn't really show it early in the game last week, but they definitely came around. I mean, outscoring Houston, what was it? I think it was 51-7. to after they went down 24 points. Now, like I mentioned, both the AFC and NFC championship games are rematches from the regular season. This matchup took place all the way back in week 10. That game was in Tennessee when the Titans pulled off a 35 to 32 victory, small margin of victory, but Tennessee pulls off the win there in week 10 on their home field. They don't get the luxury of playing at home this week. Average margins of victory on the season, including their playoff games, Tennessee sitting with a 25 to 20 average score that does take into account their two playoff games where they are outscoring opponents by average 24 to 13. So the defense has definitely stepped up in these playoffs as well. Kansas City moves to a 30 to 20 average margin of victory, including their playoff win last week. In their last four games, the Tennessee Titans have three wins in those four games, including the playoff wins against Baltimore and New England. They're also on a three-game winning streak dating back to the regular season with their Week 17 win against Houston. They also have three consecutive football games where they have allowed less than 15 points on the defensive side and that's not to nobody on offense their last four games they're outscoring opponents by an average of 28 to 19. Kansas City comes into this game on an impressive seven-game winning streak dating back to the regular season. They are 4-0, and obviously, in their last four games, outscoring opponents by an average score of 33-15. Includes their playoff win last week, and then weeks 17, 16, and 15 in the regular season where they beat up on three non-playoff teams, the Chargers, the Bears, and the Broncos as was the case, I believe, with the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots, this becomes a game of something's gotta give when you make it situational, when you put Tennessee on the road and you put the Chiefs at home. This is, I believe, now will be four consecutive road games for the Tennessee Titans dating back to the regular season. They are, however, 4-0. and in their last four games away from home, and they're outscoring opponents. They're doubling them up, in fact, 31 to 15. That includes their two playoff wins, Baltimore and New England, and wins in Houston and in Oakland in the regular season. The Chiefs, they're matching that mark, four and O in their last four games at Arrowhead Stadium at home, outscoring opponents 36 to 16, three possession. Football games on average for the Kansas City Chiefs though it includes their playoff win against Houston and the aforementioned wins against the Chargers and Broncos that also includes a win over Oakland these two teams racking up the playoff experience over the last three years Tennessee now three and one in four playoff games over the last three seasons including what they've done this year the Chiefs, five games of playoff experience. They're still under 500. Now, they were one and three going into last week. Certainly didn't look good at the beginning, but they wound up winning the game. Now, two and three in their last five playoff games. Now, one thing that may hold the Titans back in this game is when you look on the injury front, and these are just players that have the questionable tag. These are not probables, these are simply players that are questionable or worse. Adam Humphreys, I've mentioned his name every week on the playoff show. He's still questionable with that ankle injury. He has not played the last two weeks. Jack Conklin at tackle is a new addition to the injury list. He is questionable, has that tag with a shoulder injury. Jayon Brown, who did not play last week, still questionable for this game, also dealing with a shoulder injury, and then another new one on the defensive side, Adoree Jackson, he's questionable with a foot injury, I believe he did play through it last week, so look, a couple of new additions, that's four significant pieces of the team that are sitting as at least questionable for this game, could certainly play a role, and it's on both sides of the ball. On the Chiefs' side, the major one is on the defensive line. Defensive tackle Chris Jones, questionable for this football game, dealing with a calf injury. Right now, he's really looking 50-50 to play. Certainly has not been upgraded, still sitting with the questionable tag, and has been sitting that way all week. Now, LaShawn McCoy was a new addition within the last day or two. He's questionable with an illness. I think he suited up last week because he wasn't on the list of inactives, but LaShawn McCoy did not touch the ball last week. So I don't think he's really factoring in as much of a game plan, as much of a weapon for the Chiefs heading into this game. He may not play at all. I mean, I don't think you'd be shocking anybody if you sat here and said the the very uh, non divisive Derrick Henry would be my playoff MVP hot take. I mean, look at what the guy's done in the previous two games, and I certainly, certainly have my doubts about the Chiefs ability to stop the run they were not very good at it this season they were well within the bottom 10 in the NFL in terms of stopping the run and I believe gave up on average over 100 yards rushing per game I believe I'm right about that as a matter of fact now with the numbers in front of me they were gashed for 128.2 yards per game on the ground that is seventh worst in the NFL over the regular season and they were the only playoff team to give up more than 125 yards per game on the ground the teams behind them Miami Jacksonville Carolina Cleveland Washington Cincinnati not good football teams and when you look at a Tennessee Titans offense that has been just pounding the football all playoff long and even back in the regular season they had almost 140 yards per game on the ground in the regular season and here in the playoffs they're continuing it over 200 yards per game on the ground that is my major question mark here is whether or not the kansas city chiefs in a cold weather game because it is going to be cold at arrowhead whether the kansas city chiefs can stop derrick henry ladies and gentlemen The Kansas City Chiefs will not stop Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry wins this game for the Tennessee Titans. The number six seed in the AFC. Tennessee upsets Kansas City with the run game. Another big game for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry propels this football team to a big victory in Kansas City. Titans go to the Super Bowl. On the line, Tennessee are seven-point dogs in Kansas City, and I completely understand why. That's too many points for me. I think even if you like Kansas City to win this game, I think you hedge your bets on that one. Seven points. A full touchdown is too much in what's going to be a relatively low-scoring football game, certainly based on the number. And again, Kansas City's so poor against the run I really think Tennessee is going to be able to do almost whatever they want on the ground with a monster like Derrick Henry. Total in the game set at 52.5 points. I like it to go pretty well under this. I've only got this at a mid to high 40. The game is going to be below freezing. It's going to be cold. That is going to play into the hands of the running back. You want to get your running back going early. You want to get him going often. Keep him warm. And I really think that's exactly what's going to happen with Derrick Henry. So we're going to stay under 52 and a half points in Tennessee, Kansas City. Titans 24. Chiefs 23, the 6th seed, the number 2 wild card, stuns every top seed in the AFC on their way to the Super Bowl. On the NFC side of things, it is the 1 seed versus the 2 seed. It went exactly as planned. The Green Bay Packers in San Francisco taking on the 49ers. And what did I say last week? I said, you know what? If the 49ers defense shows up, because again, I didn't take them to win if that defense shows up i'd stop talking about the defense and you know what i'm gonna lay off san francisco's defense i really am they really showed me something special last week against minnesota both of these teams now sitting at 14 and 3 on the season both of these teams champions of their respective divisions the nfc west for the 49ers and the north for the packers Packers were the number nine scoring defense in the NFL this past season, but again, the accolades for the 49ers, you can't say them enough. Number four total offense, number two run offense, number two scoring offense, number two total defense, number one pass defense, number eight scoring defense, the list goes on. These two teams played back in week 12 in San Francisco Kind of a similar setup to this game, and the Niners clobbered Green Bay 37-8. to An utter dominant showing by the 49ers, and when that game happened, I was certainly not sitting in my home thinking this was going to be the NFC Championship game. I definitely did not, and yet here we are. Packers still with an average margin of victory of 24-20 to on the season, including their playoff win last week, 28-23. to over seattle san francisco now moves to an average margin of victory of 30 to 19 on the season including their big victory 27 to 10 over minnesota last week again utter defensive dominance in that football game packers enter this game riding a six game winning streak where they are outscoring opponents by a full touchdown 24 to 17 People will argue that it was a relatively weak schedule during that six-game win streak. I would not fully disagree with you. However, it does include that playoff win against Seattle. It was a win against Detroit at the end of the regular season. Also a win against Minnesota in week 16 to wrap up the division. Minnesota was a playoff team, if you'll recall. And also a win over the Bears. The Niners 3 and 1 in their last 4 games outscoring opponents just by 4 points 27 to 23 but does include the playoff win against Minnesota a win against another playoff team Seattle so there's a common two common opponents actually a win over the Rams and that loss was to the Atlanta Falcons when they were just clobbering things towards the end of the season can you imagine if the season was like a couple of weeks longer and the Atlanta Falcons could have slipped into the playoffs. Can you imagine the damage the Falcons would be doing in the playoffs right now? Make the game situational, put the Packers on the road and the Niners at home. They have identical three and one records in their last four games. However, they've certainly got there very differently. On defense, both teams only giving up 20 points a game over the last four, which is good. However, on the offensive side. Very, very different Packers margin of victory. Only a single point in those four games, 21 to 20, because it includes that 29 point loss against San Francisco. That was four road games ago. They had the wins over Detroit, Minnesota, and the Giants. But look, that massive loss certainly bridges that gap. The Niners last four home games, which includes the Green Bay victory, outscoring opponents 30 to 20 includes the playoff win against minnesota the win over the rams and the loss to the falcons packers certainly have the edge in recent playoff experience three and one in four games of the playoffs over the last three seasons as we mentioned this was san Fran's first playoff game last week since what was it 2014 obviously they come up with the victory pretty darn good performance The injured lists are relatively small for both teams for the second week in a row. The Niners, no real significant injury concerns on their sideline. For Green Bay, the only one that really sticks out is Preston Smith at the linebacker position. One of those two Smiths, those edge rushers that have been so good For the Packers this season he is currently questionable nursing an ankle injury so the question mark there is one of their better pass rushers if they don't have him that's going to give Jimmy Garoppolo more time back there to make plays obviously the Packers fan in me looks at this as this is a revenge game San Francisco embarrassed them back in week 12 they want to you know even the score when the stage is much much bigger I totally get that Genealogy tells me that this is a homecoming game for Aaron Rodgers the Chico California boy who went to UC Berkeley coming back in the NFC championship game playing in San Francisco there's going to be a lot of Aaron Rodgers fans in that building the stats tell me Jimmy Garoppolo was not good last week He won the game, but the Niners did not win that football game because of Jimmy Garoppolo. They won that football game because of Tevin Coleman and the defense. Coleman finds the end zone twice. The defense does a pretty darn good job, even though they gave up a high completion percentage to Kirk Cousins. They didn't give up a ton of yardage. They got a couple of turnovers. The defense is what won that football game for San Francisco last week. Garoppolo had a good season. He threw 13 interceptions, but he had a good season. Had a QBR over 100. Threw for nearly 4,000 yards. The team was 13-3 and three in the regular season. Garoppolo had a good year. But in that playoff game, he had under 200 yards. His completion percentage was well under 60, barely over 55, He did throw a touchdown, but he also threw an interception. Jimmy Garoppolo was not good last week, and that was being his basically only career playoff game where he actually threw a pass. He has not proven that he is a playoff quarterback. I don't think that's saying anything against him. That's just, I mean, he's only played one game. That's just, that's evidence, that's facts. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that Aaron Rodgers was phenomenal against Seattle either, but he did throw two touchdowns, did throw for almost 250 yards, and got the victory. Rodgers had a better performance against Seattle than Garoppolo had against Minnesota. That's not saying anything incorrect, and it's not saying anything against Jimmy Garoppolo. Aaron Rodgers now has 10 career playoff wins, 38 career passing touchdowns in the playoffs to go with three on the ground. Now, granted, he's taken a few sacks, he's lost a few fumbles, he's won 10 playoff games. Granted, he's been playing a lot longer than Jimmy Garoppolo has, but you're going up against a player with a tremendous depth of playoff experience, which is not what Jimmy Garoppolo had to do last week. Kirk Cousins does not have a great depth of playoff experience. Aaron Rodgers does. Here's what I think happens. I think Green Bay plugs up the run game. I think Green Bay forces Jimmy Garoppolo to have to win the game. Do you know which team that's left in the playoffs had the best turnover ratio the past regular season? It's the Green Bay Packers, plus 12. Green Bay Packers had 17 interceptions. Jimmy Garoppolo threw 13 in 16 games, thrown one in one playoff game. I think the Packers get that turnover. I think the Packers go down the field. I think Aaron Rodgers throws a touchdown. And I think the Green Bay Packers are going to the Super Bowl. You can call me whatever you want in the comments section, but I'll tell you what, on Monday morning, I don't think you're going to call me wrong. The Green Bay Packers upset the San Francisco 49ers. We got an underdog Super Bowl, Tennessee, Green Bay, in two weeks time, in Miami, Green Bay beats the San Francisco 49ers. Green Bay are your NFC champions. On the line, Niners are 7.5 point favorites, totally understand that. They clobbered this team a few weeks back, and they just played an excellent defensive football game. No question in my mind. However, I think you hedge on that. Now look, I like them to win, so obviously I'm taking the plus 7.5. I think that's one where you can very easily hedge, because I think it's going to be a close game one way or the other. So Green Bay plus 7.5 is definitely my play there. Total in the game set at 46 and a half points. I've got this thing at a high 40, pushing 50. I think it gets to 50. It was my lean before I really did the numbers, but I'm going to tell you to go over on this one. Let's go over 46 and a half points in Green Bay, San Francisco. Let's go Packers 27, Niners 24, Green Bay and Tennessee. That's your Super Bowl matchup, folks. There you go, folks. Those are your picks for Championship Sunday of 2020. We'll go over them here with you one more time. I've got both upsets. I like the Tennessee Titans to beat the Kansas City Chiefs 24 to 23. I like the Titans plus seven and the game to stay under 52 and a half points. And I like the Green Bay Packers in San Francisco over the 49ers, 27 to 24. I'll take the Packers plus seven and a half in a game that goes over 46 and a half points. So the picks are now in, and it is time now for the patented comment of the week from the division round episode. And the comment of the week from the division round is going to go to a longtime viewer of and listener, I hope, of mine, Mr. Maricopa 100. Now, their comment was, big question now, will you pick San Francisco over Green Bay for the NFC Championship? My response to the initial comment was, well, to be fair, Green Bay has to get the job done tomorrow because this was, of course, before Green Bay and Seattle. A lot will have to do with what happens in that game, but I can say for sure is that San Francisco made a big statement of defensive dominance today, which is exactly what they did, and it's not the defense that I'm questioning anymore. Mr. Maricopa, yours is the comment of the week from the division round episode. There you have it, folks. My Super Bowl prediction is in. The Tennessee Titans, the number six seed in the AFC, trying to be the team of destiny. The Green Bay Packers avenge the loss from earlier in the season. Green Bay beats San Francisco. That's your Super Bowl matchup. I hope you enjoy the games on Championship Sunday. We will see you again for our Super Bowl prediction episode. See ya.